0: Hello and welcome to Cinemadness. My name is Kent. So, today we're going to be talking about Spielberg, the best of, the worst of, the most underrated, and that is in honor of uh, his uh, release of his new film, The BFG. Um, That's starring um, recent Oscar winner Mark Rylance, the the, uh, collaborator in uh, Bridges Spies, uh, which was a very good movie. Um, So, before we end, we're going to be talking about Star Wars, uh, the new Rogue One trailer, what do we think, opinions, the future. And so before we get started, I would like to introduce my uh, guests today. Down the line is uh, Sarah. Oh, hi. Say it again. Hi. Hi. And uh, at the end, we have our frequent guest, Evan Mankin.
1: Always glad to be here, Kent.
0: All right. Um, So once again, if you have, if you want to call in, if you want to discuss your best of, uh, worst of, uh, um, Brandeis, Spielberg uh, movies, please call in at 781-736-5277. So we're going to start off with um, best of, um, best of uh, movies, but before we do, I'm just going to do a quick uh, Jaws break. We're going to be... Uh, listening to the main theme to Jaws, written by the amazing composer John Williams from the 1975 movie by Spielberg. Uh, We'll see you back in two minutes. All right, uh, welcome back. Um, So, we're going to be discussing the best of and worst of Steven Spielberg. But uh, before we do, I want to introduce our caller on the phone. Caller!
2: Hey, what's up? I'm Lee. All right. No
0: problem. Uh, How are you tonight? I'm
2: doing fine.
0: Um, So, we're going to be talking about the best of and worst of for Steven Spielberg. What is your favorite Spielberg movie? Oh,
2: that's easily got to be E.T. You know, I mean. I know it's a really popular movie but you know it's, it's popular for a good reason. I mean, see so many alien movies and it's all the aliens the bad guys, but I I really connected with this movie, nice.
0: You're saying I, you're saying it brings a fresh perspective. Yeah, you know, and it was one of the first to do that
2: and I'm mistaken. You know, just that it brings out that inner child in you that I, the soundtrack, the story, it's it was a really emotional movie for me when I was a
0: kid, and it still is now. Uh, any opinions on that, you guys? Um,
3: anything on ET? I've actually never seen ET all the way through.
1: You're not missing that much. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's definitely something to show the kids, but it, yeah, that's you know that's pretty much it. It's uh, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty trite after like the second viewing.
3: Like, I understand the premise. Like, it's about an alien, and he wants to phone home, but I've n- never, like, really had the interest to watch the whole thing. I, I don't know. I, I just, it was such a magical movie, too. And just, you know, the
2: scene, Reed's flying on the bike with the music, and that scene, like, right before they all fly together. It was just, you can't recreate something like that today. It's just, it was such a magical scene for me when I saw that.
0: Yeah, it was iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, let's go down the line. Sarah, your favorite Spielberg movie.
3: So, I'm probably going to have to go with either Saving Private Ryan or the first Jurassic Park. Choose one. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan, definitely. I mean, it's, like, it's certainly considered one of his best movies, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of like the war films, just in general. So, I, I don't know, I really like that movie.
0: Alright, um, any opinions? Uh, Lee on the phone.
2: You know, I mean, it, it, it's a great movie, but you know, bearing in mind I've got a very biased opinion, it's just
0: for me. Why? Why? Why are you biased when it comes to World War Two? What? Why are you biased when it comes to World War Two? No,
2: no, no. It's just that it's not as interesting of a subject to me. You know, I'm more about the fantastical stuff.
1: Yeah, no, there's really no human interest in the Second World War. I would say not. No, it's an excellent
0: movie. It's just not my personal favorite. All right. Um, all right. Let's hear Evan's favorite.
1: All right. So I'd like to make a quick distinction between best and favorite. Best? Probably Schindler's List. Um... Right, like in terms of just sheer quality of the film, but do I go like, oh, it's Saturday, you know, I'd really like to become extremely depressed and watch uh, Schindler's List? Uh, Not, not particularly. So I go for action. Yeah, and also the length does make it something that I don't necessarily want to just kick back and watch. So for favorite, I would probably go for Indiana Jones three. Um, I mean, Indiana Jones one. Uh, is maybe considered, uh, or maybe people have the highest opinion of Indiana Jones 1 of the Indiana Jones movie. It's pretty, uh, you know, well-trodden territory that Crystal Skull was hot garbage. And, uh, Temple of Doom... I think even worse than Crystal Skull, but number three uh, was really where, in my opinion, the series hit its stride, Um, you know, because at this point Indy was pretty well established and you had that, you know, that thing that they strived for in Crystal Skull and completely missed of like that little air of, you know, something bigger than just an architectural explorer, uh, you know, archaeologist and whatnot. You know, and it had some really cool moments—the leap of faith, the goblet, everything that uh, you know. It just—it's a lot of fun. It's you know a good romp. It has a lot of rewatchability, and uh, I'm aware that it's not a great movie or anything, but you know, I would never uh, turn down a chance to halfway through watch uh, the rest of you know Indiana Jones three while I'm channel surfing.
3: Yeah, 3 is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Um, I don't know if it's because of Sean Connery or if it, I just find it more entertaining, but, yeah, I also Sean
0: Connery definitely adds to that. Oh, absolutely. Um, Lee on the phone, what, what it's, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, yeah, I
2: pretty much agree with that, then, you know. But, you know, i like to watch them every now and again.
0: Yeah, I mean, if I see Indiana Jones um, on the TV guide... Like, not on the paper, like, you know, while uh, I'm going What, you through mean channels. you don't get
3: the TV Guide
1: delivered to your mailbox? Not
0: anymore. <laughs> um, it's not, like, the 60s or 70s, but...
3: Or, like, the 90s. 90s? I
0: never... Well, I was two, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but, you know... You wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I definitely think Indiana Jones is probably the best of the trilogy. Uh, one is Excuse definitely... Excuse me, there
1: are four of them, soon to be
0: five? Look... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not, should not even be associated with the original three. Uh, so I don't n- like
3: two. I yeah, I, I agree.
1: I think two is actually worse than Crystal Skull. Look,
0: yeah. oh. two was racist and horrible.
1: Definitely. And just but, like not even that good
0: aside from. But there uh, are a lot of great moments. Like he got Short Round, which is very, it's this is a very racist name for a small Asian child. But you know you got short round, who's who wasn't a horrible child actor, and you had um, uh, you it?
1: had exactly because Duh. it was not very memorable. Because other than the scene where the guy takes out the heart and you know, yeah, which Kali is pretty Ma. bad, yeah, Kali Ma, which is not even that good of a scene. It's just a memorable scene. There's really nothing going for number two. At least number four, you remember every crappy
0: moment of it. Hey. Um. And, uh, Lee on the phone, uh, what is, uh, what's your opinion on this?
2: I, I, honestly, I agree with Evan for once.
0: Interesting. Uh, so you thought, uh, four was worse than two? Yeah. Uh, two was worse than four. Yeah. Alright.
2: You know, I mean, normally I liked the earlier movies better, but no, no, with Indiana Jones, I would have to agree with this.
0: Alright, well, to get on to my favorite Spielberg movie... I would have to say... It's kind of a tie between both of yours, (laughs) really. Um, Indiana Jones, I enjoy a lot more when I want to watch something fun and something that'll keep me occupied and something that's just um, so successful at entertaining you that you just can't... Indiana Jones is a type of movie where you don't flip the channel unless you really have to go do something. Like, if you're not doing anything and you see Indiana Jones, that's definitely the thing you're going to watch.
1: I agree. And it's also something that it doesn't require... Like, some movies, if you flip the channel to it and it's halfway through, you're like, ah, I wish I'd caught the beginning of this. But Indiana Jones, you, you can, can start whenever you want. Wa- exactly. You can watch it from any point. And there's very few movies that can pull that off. That's always something I've liked about Pulp Fiction as well. Um, but, like, Indiana Jones definitely has that quality.
0: That being said, I do think... Saving Private Ryan is probably the film that I hold to in highest regard when it comes to Spielberg because that was more so quality. than like, Schindler's List.
3: Well, was Saving, Saving Private Ryan was first too, wasn't it? No, was Schindler's, Schindler's List, List was
0: first. Uh, Saving Private Ryan was 99, and I think Schindler was 95 or 96. Um, but I think Saving Private Ryan told an amazing story. It wasn't as sad and it wasn't as moving. But it was uh, just as effective at um, bringing you um, accurate portrayals of a horrible uh, time in Europe, and there is this fantastic. Uh, um, But I think there is one scene that there are two scenes that really uh, steal the show. Show definitely when
1: they're coming out of the uh, LSTs there, and those uh, LSTs
0: that was when um, just getting guns down that. Scene at D-Day was so amazingly accurate. Like it was so accurate that war veterans that were there um, um, called uh, called in suicide hotlines um, that were set up because of the movie because it uh, brought back so many horrible memories uh, because of how accurate it was, and you could see that every single shot introduced a new type of chaos that the veterans had to endure all those soldiers had to endure like at one point you saw somebody on fire and the next you saw some guy looking for his arm and you saw people getting shot before they even hit before they even stepped on France and you have people drowning in the water and getting shot in the water and it was so effective at bringing you in
1: and definitely it's not the first movie to portray war in a really gritty light, but it was one of the best, and it is a departure from the normal, especially with, uh, you know, World War II, which is one uh, that we tend to look at as more an age of heroism compared to, like, the Vietnam War, which is often, uh, you know, uh, portrayed fairly negatively. World War II we usually view in a more positive light, and, you know, it really... uh, not so much debunks that, but definitely shows that the World War II, like all war, is uh, you know, really horrifying.
0: The second scene that I want to mention in Saving Private Ryan is the death of Giovanni Rabisi. He's the actor. But oh, um
3: boiling it. <sighs> it's been <sighs> out for over it, almost twenty it's, years. It's, it's yeah, this
0: almost is, two decades. It's entirely your own fault. But it's not even a main character. But it's such an extremely moving part of the movie. It's um it's when they were at a ba- uh, in a small battle. They were against, like, five or six soldiers, and they were just passing through. And Giovanni Ribisi, one of the um, soldiers in their group, gets shot in the stomach, and he's bleeding out. And all the guys, you know, they handle the German soldier, and they come to his aid, and he's the doctor, and he's telling them how to stitch him up and how to treat him. And when, uh, when uh, Tom Hanks is just like, just give him all the morphine, it's just amazing because you see Giovanni Ribisi start to relax and he starts and but he's still stressed out and he's still just with his last dying breath he's just calling out to his mother and it's very very sad but I think that's like a masterful scene of, of filmmaking Ken
1: I'm just curious um, do you know if there's ever been a film version of uh, Slaughterhouse-Five?
0: I don't know what Slaughterhouse-Five is the book by uh, Kurt Vonnegut Kurt Vonnegut
1: book and his no. seminal classic uh Nope. Unbelievable. D- didn't read it. Sorry. Unbelievable. Sorry.
0: Um, Should we move on? Yeah, Play, let's move please. on. Let's, um, that, uh, all that being said, Jurassic Park is still amazing. Let's just give that a shout out. Like oh, that, w- that was, that yeah. was iconic in its way that it brought in non CGI visuals with puppets and real animatronics and,
3: and it still, and it holds, holds up. up. Yeah. It's
0: like, it makes Jurassic world look like garbage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Jurassic World was a bit disappointing. Jurassic World only made money because it's got a cult following. So it was a pretty awful movie.
2: No,
0: it wasn't a cult follow- following. It was a mainstream following. If it made one point four billion dollars, it wasn't a cult following.
3: Yeah, like the first time I saw Jurassic World, I was like, "Oh, this is entertaining." And then the second time I saw it, I realized how terrible the writing was, and I just can't. The I just couldn't.
0: And things that don't make
2: sense in it. Like I have two kids can freely roam through the whole landscape or
0: whatever. Well, that was Jurassic Park 2. That was the first, that happened in the first one as well. Well, did they it? were accompanied by no. two adults, but.
1: Well, that a did Spielberg well. direct, speaking of Jurassic Park 2, uh, haha, um, no, did he Spu-
3: didn't. He didn't direct uh, 2 and 3? He did. I think, three. I think he, he did 3. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did 2, I know he did
0: 3. I know he produced all of them. Including mm-hmm. World But I don't know if he di- Maybe he directed three I'm not sure
1: I don't think he directed three Because I got a particular Soft spot for know. the Lost World Perhaps even more so Than the original
0: Why? People
2: don't give the Lost
1: World Enough credit It was a pretty good movie It was It's also got some uh, Some sentimental value there But um
0: Alan You know Where he's dreaming Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah It's horrible
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's
3: not that bad
0: uh, no, it was not direct. Jurassic Park three was not directed by him. Oh. What about was, number two? Yeah,
3: maybe it was two that I was like Anthony.
0: Uh, it was directed by Joe Johnston, but Lost World was directed by. Oh, okay, that one
1: was yeah. Spielberg. So Lost Lost World was still Spielberg, but then he didn't do number three. Yeah. Okay.
3: Well, also, like, I mean, Jurassic Park was a book first, and there is a second book, but there's no third book. So yeah, Michael Crichton. Right, right, yeah, you should read the book. I yeah I like them. I remember um, um, they
0: were disproving that you could um, regenerate uh, um, animals from their DNA, like right before, right during the production of Jurassic Park, where, where the whole premise is just they're extracting DNA from the uh, what's it called the amber. Yep. And um, <laughs> it, before it wasn't disproven, but now it is. It's, it's an interesting uh, thing to talk about. I mean, I bet that was pan just like how. Movies uh, we're recently talking about. Oh, you can use ten percent. You only use ten percent of the brain, and then that wasn't true. And then people stopped. Like Lucy. Oh, what garbage! That was garbage. But we're not here talking about Lucy. Uh, No, no.
1: You you only can use ten percent of your brain. So you don't mind if I just lobotomize ninety percent of your brain, right? Exactly. Um, Because you're not using it. (laughs)
0: Let's move on to our worst of Steven Spielberg. Now I know. I know. uh, Indiana Jones 2 or 4 Are the obvious ones But if you can't think of any other ones If you, if you can't think of any other ones Please voice out your opinion So I'm going to start with Lee Lee what was your least favorite Spielberg
2: Well bearing in mind that I've seen So few of his movies I don't think I can pick one that I didn't like
1: Necessarily
0: So which ones did you see I haven't
1: seen a bad Steven Spielberg movie Okay So, you haven't seen Indiana
3: Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? I
1: didn't
3: watch it. Have you seen any Steven Spielberg movies? I saw E.T.
0: Silence. Silent, that's great. Uh, (laughs) All right, so, um, Sarah, why don't we go down to you now?
3: Yeah, I mean, immediately I think of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, especially because the anticipation for it. Like you, you heard there was going to be a new Indiana Jones movie and you got really excited and then it just let down. And like, I love Harrison Ford, but it really felt like it was like a money making movie, which I mean, I suppose most movies are, but I just wasn't a fan. Evan down the line.
1: Um, I mean, aside from the two Indiana Jones flubs, um, I'm also not a big fan of close encounters of the third kind, um, I mean, it's the kind of movie that I understand why it's good, at least on, like, a theoretical level. Like, I've read reviews of it. I've heard what critics have had to say about it and about the kind of metaphorical uh, stuff therein. are um, But that doesn't make it an enjoyable film to watch. And it really isn't. It's just kind of boring. It doesn't get anywhere too fast. It doesn't have a satisfying resolution. And, you know, as much as it may be like, a decent work of art, it, it, it just doesn't hold it down for me. I've never enjoyed that film.
3: Also, uh, The Adventures of Tintin, I don't know if anyone else saw that, is the animated one. Um, yeah, that, oh, you're
1: going to, Kent's going to get real that mad That wasn't here. great.
3: I, I loved mean, that one. I I saw it, and, Dope, like, now. I like Andy Serkis, so I thought I'd see it because I like him, but I just wasn't, like, a huge fan.
1: Wait, Andy Serkis, as in the, uh, the guy, guy who that makes Gaul. the costumes, or no, he's the guy in the costumes. That's right. Yeah.
3: I, he's also the voice. Yep. Yeah. Well, he was in it, and he also uh, helped direct it.
0: So, um, for those of you who don't really know um, Spielberg's filmography, just to name a couple of his mediocre films, we have um, art of AI, artificial intelligence. I've never what? seen that's that. Really great. Too long. Uh, that one was actually originally going to be a Kubrick film, but due to his death, uh, Spielberg took the helm. <laughs> Poor
3: he guy, died. had to go die. Uh, yeah. Well, why didn't you like
0: that movie? What
2: was
1: wrong with it?
0: Evan, response?
1: Um, it, it ran a little long. It wasn't really doing anything that hasn't been done better. Uh, I mean, just kind of, yeah, just kind of touches on... Familiar themes in a bit of a mediocre way. I mean, it, it wasn't, like, horrible ab- abjectly, it was just, like, fine, okay, you know, but when there's so much else that Spielberg has done so much better, it somehow still makes, you know, it makes its way to the bottom of the list, in the same way that, like, Tom Hanks' worst movie is probably Joe vs. the Volcano, which is still, like, extremely watchable and pretty decent. Because Tom Hanks is just that good. Uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, like a Pinocchio and a
0: spin on that. You know, you got a, a robot that wants to be a real kid. It was... It, it, I thought it was creative. I mean, even though it's been done before, but he it it didn't do a bad job on it. All right. Uh, continuing on the mediocre filmography, we have uh, War of the Worlds, the remake.
3: Yeah. that Tom A movie Cruise. that did not need to be remade.
0: Yeah, that was...
3: Also, anything starring Tom Cruise was just Speaking unnecessary. of
0: Spielberg starring Tom Cruise, Minority Report.
3: Yeah, that movie just confused me. Never see it so I, I mean, I read the
1: book. Uh, I haven't actually seen the movie Minority Report, um, but the Philip K. Dick book, it's actually an anthology with a bunch of stories in it, including the story that uh, inspired um, Total Recall is in that. Yeah,
0: Philip K. Dick is great. One day we'll do all the movies inspired by the yeah, Matrix, no, uh, uh, the TV series Man in the High Castle. All of those stuff will do that.
1: The Philip K. Dick has, uh, you know, a pretty incredible lexicon, and Minority Report: The Short Story uh, is really worth the read. But I've heard that the movie, uh, and I also did watch the first couple of episodes of the TV show that's currently running based off of that. Um, How was it? Horrible. Is it? It's real, real bad.
0: It's like seven point eight on IMDb, and it just renewed a second season.
1: Yeah, so I've heard. Uh, I really didn't enjoy it. Um, maybe it's just because it wasn't very faithful to the book. Um, uh, but no, I, I I recommend Philip K. Dick to uh, anyone who's not acquainted with him.
0: All right, um, uh, the last uh, the last uh, so so um, movie uh, I have to say maybe is I'm just looking through right now. No, I think that's it. Those are the nineteen forty one. Nineteen forty one. I've yeah. never seen it. But those are probably the three worst. So now let's let's move on to the most underrated Spielberg movie, the ones that nobody's ever heard of but are gems. So let's go down the line, Sarah.
3: Hook, hundred percent Hook. Hook. I like grew up watching that movie, and like I was always really into Peter Pan, but I was never allowed to watch the cartoon because it, it's racist, and my mom wouldn't let me watch it. Um, <laughs> so I started. So uh, we watched Hook, and like I've loved, Ro- I love Robin Williams, and I just am, I, I really like that movie, and I think it's very entertaining, and and nobody really talks about it, and everyone forgets that Spielberg made it.
0: All right, uh, Lee. I'm I kind of like the Goonies, but
2: everyone's heard of
0: that. I don't the think Classic. Goonies was directed. Isn't by that isn't
3: that Peter Jackson.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah you're thinking of Peter Jackson? Goonies like, was, was not directed Austin by Spielberg. What? wasn't still involved in the Goonies? Maybe he produced it, but uh, but we're talking about his directed features. Oh, just
2: directed,
1: uh, come back
2: to me.
0: Alright.
1: Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this one. Uh, a little indie gem called, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, <laughs> Well, that's... So, <laughs> no, I was actually going to say Hook. Uh, I was disappointed that she said it. Um, but yeah, no, Hook is uh, something that I had to look at the uh, Spielberg list to remember that he did. Yeah. Um, but I liked Hook. I think the first time I watched it was like in English class in like sixth grade, just end of the year. Um, but I definitely made sure to uh, watch it again um, cause that, and that's, that's an enjoyable one And you know You, can, you really can't go wrong With uh, Robin Williams But that's one that uh, You know For being uh, What is probably You know Directed towards A kid's movie it's, it, it's, it holds up pretty well You know yeah. For an
3: adult audience and, Like I could still watch it And Absolutely.
0: Enjoy it uh, Lee any thoughts On the movie Hook Did you see it?
3: Yeah I saw that movie Back in the
2: day It was, it was sick I mean It wasn't bad But it wasn't great either you know, all right.
0: Cool. I like the live action take, but I a lot of the live action Peter Pan movies haven't been very good at all. But so what? So what's
1: I your? I mean, f- the very original Peter Pan movie was uh, live action silent film.
3: Also, Hook really isn't Peter Pan. I mean, it takes place in the Peter Pan universe, but it's not really about Peter Pan. I mean, it kind of uh, is, yeah, but like. That,
2: that's point I kinda liked it. It didn't. It didn't feel too much like. Like uh, I, I don't even know. But I, I, I liked it It was, was alright
0: So Lee what was your favorite uh, what's, what's your favorite that? underrated uh, movie By Spielberg Have you gotten one yet
2: You know I, I haven't seen In Spielberg movies That okay. it's an underrated movie I probably don't even
0: know about it You know what Here's one that I'm glad nobody said Because I think It's his most underrated And as much as I really liked The Adventures of Tintin I have to go with Catch Me If You Can. That was the other one I was going to say. Catch Me If You Can, everybody forgot, but you have to realize how great that movie is. Yeah,
3: I really enjoy that movie. You have
0: DiCaprio fighting Tom Hanks, chasing, uh, one chasing the other across the U.S., across seas. Um, DiCaprio bringing in a great performance as just a teen with uh, versatile skills and conning and impersonating people. And then... Just the fact that he actually passes the bar, and the fact that he successfully impersonates FBI agents and doctors, and and prints his own um, checks, it it, I thought, it was a great movie, and it's um, ve- uh, supported very well by uh, Christopher Walken.
3: Also, the fact that it's like based on a real story,
0: that too. kind of
3: adds to it, because like you think that it could be so fun fantastical but it really happened and I, I just like to add that they made a broadway musical about it
1: huh um, i never knew that didn't know also that
3: of the same title and uh i did not see it but i'm a fan of some of the actors that were in it and it was also very good so i think like the story lends itself very well
0: uh lee did you see catch me if you can yeah did you see catch me if you can nope all right that ends that conversation.
1: I mean, I'm sure we'll have a show about um, Tom Hanks. Uh, We're
0: definitely gonna but do that.
1: I just I have never seen a Tom Hanks movie that I've rated below like a seven out of ten. Like at his worst,
0: he's still way better than average. Like, when he's in a bad movie, it's, like, it the director's still or the writer's fault. Yeah. And it's never his fault. Like, he elevates no, it.
1: Exactly. Like, he he doesn't... You know, if he's in a bad movie, then he has taken that movie from a potential 4 out of 10 to a 7 out of 10. At least. It, like, there, he's never the wrong choice to cast. He's... He just everything he's ever done has been so, so good. Like, Tom Hanks, you know, definitely... Probably my favorite actor, almost certainly. Well Alright. Um and catch me if you can is no exception.
0: We're gonna take a short break. Uh we're gonna be um gonna be listening to what uh Spielberg uh song do you wanna listen to? Something, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, that's yeah that's it, a that's good that's, one. That's a great choice. And I have it, so that's even better. Um once again, scored by John Williams. Fantastic.
1: Scored ten out of ten by me. God.
0: <laughs> all right. Well,
3: if you can hear go. the eye rolls.
0: Wait, I'm gonna put my eyes really close to the to the microphone and see if you all can hear it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. <laughs> that that was
1: that was Ken yeah. eyes
0: rolling. All right. So here we go with uh, Jurassic Park. Please enjoy. We'll be back. I'll probably stop halfway through or maybe three quarters because you don't want to spend the whole six minutes listening to it. So please enjoy and we'll be back. Um before we go, I want to say goodbye uh, not go we're not going anywhere. we're just gonna be introducing a new topic um, but before we go, uh, before he goes, we'd like to say goodbye to Lee Lee. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Uh, you so long. Yeah, have a good night and we hope you call next week. Thanks. All right, I just hung up on him. All right, um, so our next topic of the night, is going to be Star Wars. Star Wars Rogue One, the trailer just came out and everybody's extremely excited. Um I'm going to be playing the trailer now for you all. Uh we're going to be taking another break, but here you go. Star Wars uh Rogue One, a Star Wars story, the trailer. Here we go.
2: State your name for the record.
0: Jen Asa.
2: Forgery of Imperial documents possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest.
1: On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it.
2: Is that clear? Yes, sir. You do if they break you. If you continue to fight.
0: So, let's get thoughts. Evan. Alright, so, um...
1: I've said this before, but I really dislike it when they use a character's rap sheet as exposition, and they do this all the gosh darn time. So, like... Uh, mm, two counts of uh, being a likable character, uh, one count of uh, being a badass, uh, three counts of uh, setting up your uh, story so we can use your sad childhood as a plot device later. And, you know, it's just a really annoying way. Uh, There there has to be a better way to do exposition. And uh, it's also such fodder for trailers like this um that that bothered me a little bit I also don't like the name uh like a Star Wars story um I wish they would just call it Star Wars or I don't know it's it's but that being said all that aside it doesn't matter because I'm gonna be there for opening night just like I was for episode seven uh you know and pretty much uh you know heaven and earth couldn't stop me from achieving that, so it really doesn't matter what I think about the trailer because, you know, I'm hopelessly dedicated.
0: All right, uh, Sarah.
3: Well, I feel like because this is coming out after episode seven, and episode seven was... Like very well received, it's getting more of a um, a positive reception than perhaps it would have have had it come out a year ago. Um, but then there's also the question of is this uh, just a money making? Like how many are they gonna make? Um, a lot. Yeah, and how long is it before we get Star Wars out, so to speak? Not that that could be possible. I love Star Wars, but but there comes a point where it's just like uh, another one. And like I'll relate this to like. Like, the Hobbit movies, like, they're... The Lord of the Rings movies are fantastic, and then the... I can't believe
0: that you are a fan of the Lord of the
3: Rings (laughs) movies. I know. I can relate anything to Lord of the Rings. No, but, like, the Lord of the Rings movies are so good. For
0: those of you who don't know, Sarah just loves Lord of the Rings. It's it's true. With an unnatural obsession. it's It's true.
3: Okay, so the three Lord of the Rings movies are fantastic, and then when you heard that the new Hobbit movie was coming out, you got really excited, and then all of a sudden it was three, and you were like, well... So I feel like how long... Does this go on before people start saying that I just hope it's good I mean of course I'm still gonna see it opening night too um, and I think the story is interesting speaking of opening night I
1: did see The Hobbit on opening night and it was an empty theater like there was none of the uh, none of the excitement and interest that you would expect from that uh, which was you know is a little disappointing really? and I hope that I hope that Star Wars doesn't get to be that because I I saw like Hobbit One and Two um, in on their opening nights, and both of them were, you know, very lackluster. And I hope that Star Wars never gets to be that way. I mean, I'm sure it has, you know, a much more devoted face. Yeah, it, but, it, well, know, I
3: wouldn't say more devoted, but it's certainly large, more, more mainstream. Yeah, yeah. I would say
0: scope. that that would never happen to Star Wars, only because after you had such a bad, uh, su- after you had such bad reception from the prequels and you still became the third highest grossing film of all time including inflation. Yeah. Like after that blunder? Like yeah, like you the, can't say yeah, that's th- true. your Star Wars is going to get is it's never going to get that low. at this yeah. point. Like I the suppose. prequels, if
1: they can get away with episode 1, they can, you know, get exactly. away with uh, literal murder.
0: That's practically exact
3: it, I was It's about basically to say that. murder. Uh yeah. We all wanted to die after we came out, so.
1: <laughs> what did you tell me you didn't go to uh, episode one 3D in the theater near you?
0: <laughs> With I, the
3: red and blue glasses. Well, oh,
0: baby. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit it. I've never seen the prequels.
3: Really? I, I, three is okay. What?
0: can You can't be serious
1: right now. Never Don't. it. Either. No I'm, need to watch two.
0: I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I've never seen the prequels. You
1: have to watch The Machete
0: Order. Now, for those of you at home
1: who aren't aware of the Machete Order, (laughs) it's the best thing that has ever been conceived by the hands of man. No. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you watch (laughs) four, five, then you skip one because one is hot garbage. And then, so you watch four, five, two, three, then six... Then seven. So where is um, Star Wars, uh, the new thing, Star Wars story? The first
0: one. Rogue One.
1: Probably number one. Yeah, Rogue One. You're not gonna watch Rogue One before you watch number four. So the question is, where is this going to fit in the machete order? So after
0: probably after three. No, it's probably gonna be the first one. Before four, yeah, no, I you would don't like watch it
1: before four. Four is the seminal classic. You can't just I like six insert better your than movie four. before. Th- you're wrong for starting. <laughs> um, but also, you can't just insert that movie before four. So that's a little worrisome because the machete order. Uh, you know, up to this point has been able to, I, on opening day of Star Wars, what I did was I watch. I woke up at 6am, watched the entire Machete Order, uh, which took me exactly long enough to then drive to my reserved seat at the Star Wars 7 premiere and watch that to finish off the Machete Order. I was, uh, I count that among the greatest days of my life. I don't
3: know uh, if that's something you're supposed to admit.
0: I, I don't understand where you're supposed to be proud, but Whatever. I, I didn't say I was proud of myself. Oh, you
3: sound pretty proud of yourself.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just said it was a real good time. Whatever man. makes you happy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm very excited for Rogue One. There's no way you can't be excited because they're going to yeah. be bringing back, they're going to possibly bring back a lot of classic characters and um, just items. Well, I don't want to say items, just like things, like the AT-ATs. And you got a possible uh, Vader pop up. Mm-hmm. And you have a possible Boba Fett pop up. And um, Ben Mendelssohn, the guy in um, white, might be playing uh, Tarkin. Mm-hmm. We don't uh, know.
1: I, I would be okay with him playing Tarkin because. Tarkin was a character that we didn't get to see that he much fleshed of. Out. And yeah, He's exactly, just right? Dude. Like he was he was just kind of a rude dude that um, you know, Vader ultimately inherited the throne from, and you know, you can go into that whole character analysis of the fact that Vader in episode four wasn't actually very powerful and he had taken a back seat and the exploding of the Death Star was actually the best thing that ever happened to Darth Vader because it allowed him to get back into the Emperor's good graces and get back into the kind of power that he originally wanted in the previous movies. But that's beside the point. The point is that I really hope that they don't bring back Vader and Boba Fett. Uh, I'm fine with Tarkin because he was never really a character, but, like, you know, he wasn't a fleshed-out one. But I—because that—that idea, that premise backfired so horrendously in the prequels— the, you know, the idea of, like, hey, let's just uh, do a little teaser of all the characters we know and love. Like, I never liked that. You know, from the very major characters, like Anakin, to relatively minor characters that would just be like, oh, it's that, oh, look, it's Jabba the Hutt uh, ringing the opening bell for the Padres. Like, it just always felt shoehorned in and never very good. So I'd rather they just create sort of a new, universe not a new universe, but, you know, like a new uh, base of characters to start working on and instead of just, you know, rehashing the same old, same old, and maybe actually give Star Wars a little bit more of a human touch, a little bit
0: less of a space opera vibe. Speaking speaking of uh, the cast, um, a new set of characters, the cast looks looks great. Yeah.
3: Oh, sure, yeah. Because,
0: um, I mean, the only um, recurring character that we know for sure is Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm.
3: The, and she wasn't even really in the... She just had one famous line in, that's yeah right no. It.
0: But, um... Yeah, you have. Um, what's her name? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, fresh off her Oscar nod for uh, *The Theory of Everything*. Um, I think she's gonna be great. I I've only watched one of her movies, and that was *The Theory of Everything*. I don't know what else is gonna.
1: I didn't. What else I didn't done. like *Theory of Everything* all that much, but I don't think she did a bad job in it.
0: I wasn't a big fan of the movie either. Either it was it was more of a performance piece than a than a, a movie that was based on plot and story. It was more about the the uh, performance. Um and then you have um, Forrest Whitaker. I don't I don't know what Forrest Whitaker is doing in there. I don't know what her what his role is.
3: Um, while you're looking up the cast I just wanna like add that I think the fact that this story Though it takes place in the Star Wars universe, doesn't have any Jedi in it. Yeah. Yep. Is something really interesting.
1: I think that's huge. I think yeah. that's where its greatest potential lies because then it can actually be like, like I said, a human face to the rebellion yeah. and not a space opera.
0: Exactly. One of um, one of the um, cast members that I'm most excited seeing is uh, Donnie Yen. Uh, he was the um, Asian guy who was chopping baddies up. Uh, for that split second with the sword and um, he uh, if for people who don't know he's in this indie movie little indie trilogy really called Ip Man and it's about uh, the guy who taught uh, Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee yeah. uh fighting and it's such an am- there's such amazing movies kung fu movies that I highly recommend seeing um, and he the actor is actually um, one of the um pupils of the real Ip Man. So he's got some great skills and I would highly recommend uh, visiting that Ip Man trilogy. But I'm I'm glad to see him in there. And then there's um also Alan Tudyk. He um he played the pirate in Dodgeball <laughs> the a true underdog story. He was the pirate. And he was in um he was in the recent movie Trumbo. He was the Loved that movie. He was the ginger. The guy who accepted um, Trumbo's uh, first Oscar on his uh, behalf—that was him. You were talking about the other Ginger, aka Louis. No, I would address Louis C.K. by his full name because I have too much respect for that man. But the other Ginger, um, uh, he's going to be playing. He's going to be. He's doing a motion capture performance as a droid that they reprogram from um, the Empire, and it's one of Felicity Jones's um, partners, like. Like her R2D2, basically, but yeah. it has legs and it can That's move. Cool. Like, so it's, so like, it's like her
1: C3PO then?
0: <laughs> yes. Like a, a, a non crappy C3PO. No! c 3 pos gold! Stop. C-3PO's literally yeah, and I figuratively. C3PO is a tool. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> See he's a literal tool. to use him for things.
3: Master Luke. Master Luke.
0: Exactly. Um, you kind of get a glimpse of him in the trailer uh, while she's running in something that looks like a train station. <laughs> I wasn't really sure what that was.
3: And then who is that dark, brooding guy that just like kind of like stands in the background who looks sort of Han Solo-ish, although I don't think he's Han Solo? Oh, he had the little white badge yeah. thing?
0: Yeah, I think that's just a regular commander. He- he's not anybody famous, and he- he's not in one of the first... Fifteen names that mm. I saw on IMDb, so he's just some guy, irrelevant.
1: Starring some guy as some guy, <laughs> some
0: guy. I just as get the excited captain.
3: when anything resembles Han Solo. Like the for when the new like Han Solo prequel movie comes out, I'm gonna be very, very excited about that. Yeah, we'll
1: you know what's gonna resemble Han Solo? Han Solo's corpse. <laughs> Ooh. In, uh, right in to episode the heart. Eight, yep. Right uh, to when the heart. They, uh,
0: Spoiler (laughs) alert! (laughs) Oh yeah, no, Han Solo. uh, It's been out since December. If you haven't seen it by now, actually, uh, Episode Seven. I kind of think the spoiler alert um, range should be two weeks after the Blu-ray comes out, because there are people who don't want to pay for the to go see the uh, go see it at the theater or, or. just waste their time going to the theater and they just rather watch it on pay-per-view in the comfort of their own home. And
3: they don't want to risk jail by downloading so, it illegally.
0: Exactly. So I feel like the
3: spoiler you can alert just stream
1: it. You're, no the, the CIA is not okay. going to break down your door for streaming it. Once again, <laughs> the on Brandeis this program, uh, does we does not, not endorse condone, uh, streaming illegal. movies
0: uh, illegally. Well, that's incorrect cuz the first show that you were on you actually endorsed it when it um, on our Brothers Grimsby show uh, 4 weeks ago you said you should uh, watch
3: Okay, besides. Oh, yeah, definitely. Regardless. Like,
0: break into a theater, do whatever it takes to watch Brothers Grimm's V. But not <laughs> a good movie. Okay. A good movie, you Back to. You pay for real. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, favorite parts of the trailer? We, didn't, we talked about Star Wars in general, but we haven't really outlined our favorite parts. So I Sarah.
3: really like when. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, I had to watch it a couple times before I calmed down. But um, <laughs> the, when I watched it, um, I really liked when she, the main character, I don't know her name. Uh Jin Ezra. That Jin. When she was just like battling with her um blaster and like like just beating all those guys. I don't know. I'm just a big fan of like strong female awesome characters who just like kick butt. So, I was really excited for that and then also like the possibility that that she could be related to Ray. Yeah, like there was. Um, oh, and uh, yeah. no,
0: there is speculation that uh, because she's around the same age as Luke, because it's right before um, four. Sure. Like sh- they're kind of in the same age range, uh, so it, it is possible that they they meet and then they just. Get busy later. I
1: still think that uh, Obi-Wan may be Rey's progenitor.
0: That yeah, her and Obi
1: Wan. It could happen. What are you talking... I didn't say Rey and Obi-Wan did anything? No, I no, no, I mean no. Jin, the the new girl. Oh heck yeah. No. De- ship that yeah, uh, but 10, he's like percent. he's like seventy. All right. He's like, she's like it's, it's older men have an appeal, you know, especially he's a Jedi, you know, it's he's uh, the force. There's a lot of, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of uh you know, th- just think about all. The Don't want to uh, think
0: about it. That's okay, what I regardless, know. The,
1: no, please think about it. Anyway, our viewers at home,
0: what's your favorite um, favorite part?
1: Uh, definitely the AT-ATs going buck wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say that was awesome. Just to finally see Star Wars. Not in the stars.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like actually on land.
1: Yeah, no, land they've wars. never
0: visited any
1: planets before in
0: the other movies. So no, but you, nice, never, uh, you never, saw, you never saw that much war on the ground. Like I want to see, except I mean, for like five. episode yeah. five yeah. in
1: Hoth, uh, where they have the ATATs on the ground and the base mm-hmm. and the whole fights there. Yeah, and then but, again and also on the Endor Ewoks, in episode yeah. six. But
0: the Ewoks and then are also amazing. in episode
1: two, uh, and then in <laughs> episode, and episode three
3: as well. Don't and also in episode one. Basically, in every movie but four. Exactly That's my point So what you're trying to say is four Is the only one you've ever seen
0: (laughs) No (laughs) Look I don't count the prequels One because I didn't see it And two because they're terrible Uh, How do you know if you didn't see them? I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Maybe you will love Jar Jar Binks. I saw the second half of the third movie and I hated it.
1: That didn't have any Jar Jar Binks. You
3: can't
0: really get a feel for the prequel. But I still hated it. And if I hated that part and that's considered one of the better parts of the prequels, then.
3: The best line from the prequels has Mm -hmm. to be the sand. It's so coarse Uh, and rough against my skin. The best Uh.
0: line for the prequels is from my perspective, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, well, the ATATs were definitely awesome, and uh, I'm very excited for this movie. The music was also like a oh, killer, great. as always. Heck yeah! I need to see if John Williams is actually scoring that. Let me check. I'm scoring it a
1: 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's even better the second time.
3: I mean, like, the Star Wars music is so iconic, so, like, you don't you expect it to be good. But I, I did really. Yeah, enjoy no, it. the
1: Star Wars music is so iconic that it's always just cool when they sort of riff on it the yeah. way they did, where they like slow it down or speed it up or what have you. Like that's all it takes to get my heart pumping. A minute, yeah, miles and also a minute.
3: like I'm a fan of like you said like repeating themes. Like in the last in Episode Seven, they played a lot of like the main themes like from Tatooine and like just like from Episode Four, like slowed down or like like when spoiler alert, when Kylo Ren is, like, talking to Darth Vader's helmet, and, and like, the the music reflects um, the Imperial March, yep, I, I really enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, no,
1: Star Wars has always been really good,
3: even with the prequels, as bad as they
1: ultimately are, uh, Star Wars has always been really good about thematic consistency, mm-hmm. And um, the music definitely helps draw those links. I mean, they use the Imperial March uh, at the end of Episode 2 when the clones are uh, marching for the first time, and, you know, that, of course, is...
0: Uh, I think it's pretty universally accepted that the uh, prequel music is definitely a plus. hmm Like, um, everybody... Like, when people hear prequel music they would mistake it for music that actually took place in the original trilogy, yeah. and I think that's a positive for the tri- for the prequel. I think
1: if you watch Star Wars in the machete order, it really mitigates the <laughs> bad parts of the prequels uh, because you completely get rid of episode one, which is the worst of the prequels, uh, and then like you don't get as much of a bad taste in your mouth from that that carry over to two and three, that if you watch it in that order where you're also like really making those thematic links... Uh, because of the way you've just watched them, it they almost they're almost good.
3: I'm sorry. Do you do you like the Machete Order? I I love I've the kind Machete of Order. Yeah, it. no,
1: really? almost as much as you like the Lord of the Rings.
3: I don't know if that's possible. <sighs>
0: that's a lot of love going around. Uh, yeah, a lot of love to
1: seventy year old Obi Wan and. Uh,
3: <laughs> Alec uh, Guinness is a treasure.
0: He is. Um, I do was. want to answer the question. Uh, no, John Williams is not scoring it. It's gonna be Alexandre Desplat instead. He's, but he's still great. He's done some
3: Harry Potter movies also.
1: You butchered but that name like uh, Kylo Ren butchered I, Han Solo. Oh. Alexandre Desplat.
3: Yeah, he's very talented, and even though he. Did not do the previous ones. I feel like there'll still be some carryover. Like... Like, like, he... You know, uh, I think the perfect
0: way to... um, To... Prove that he can uh, carry over uh, John Williams' uh, theme well is... um, John Williams composed the original Harry Potter
3: theme. Yeah, exactly.
0: And uh, Desplat uh, took over after the third movie.
3: It happened... I mean, not with the same composers, but, like, in Pirates, too. Like... Hans Zimmer didn't do the first one And then the rest of them he did And they all have like similar themes And I know you're in love with Hans Zimmer so
0: Yes I am um, So just to get a feel for what Despla has done He did uh, Argo I, thought oh, that, I Love thought that, that would, movie That was a great movie And an even better soundtrack um, Harry Potter movies uh, He recently won for Grand Budapest Hotel That was, cool. that was good uh, the Imitation Game.
1: I yeah, that love that movie that so
0: much. And, um, yeah, yeah the, uh, Moonrise Kingdom essentially is a frequent collaborator of, um, Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. And, um, I think what really solidified his, uh, uh, his uh, getting this job was the fact that he frequently collaborated with Gareth Edwards the director of the movie mm. was that he also did uh, Godzilla 2014's Godzilla
3: I didn't
1: see that. I did not enjoy that. Uh, part of what I really annoyed me about Godzilla was the fact that in the trailer there was a monster that never showed up in the movie.
0: Look, I'm one of those people that actually liked Godzilla, but I will admit that if someone tells me that they didn't like it, I will understand. But personally, I enjoyed it. I thought there was... Yes, there was I there were too the many humans. I wanted the worm monster,
1: and then there just wasn't a... Like, I spent the whole movie in anticipation of I that don't. monster that was in the trailer, the worm monster, that there never no showed up. Monster. I was so
0: mad. There was no worm monster There was the a trailer. worm monster in the trailer. Watch the tapes. No. Watch the tapes. Look, we're going to have to settle this off mic. I'm not going to say off camera, but off mic. Um... <laughs> but speaking of off mic we are running out of time it is uh, time to say goodbye I want to thank our uh, guests uh, Sarah
3: yeah thanks for having
0: me and uh, Evan of course always good to be here and Lee who was on the phone for the first half um want to say thank you very much for tuning in if you want to hear this again or you know recommend me to recommend me to your friends hopefully maybe I'll get more than two listeners um I do have a podcast out um the, it's just regular cinemadness. Um I also have copies of the audio on my blog, cinemadnessmr.blogspot.com. And if you have any requests that I should uh, any requests for movie genres or s- specific films that you want me to talk about or directors, email me at cinemadness... Uh, or if you want to be a guest, I said that already. Oh. But yeah, if you want to be a guest, movie reviews at gmail.com or just leave a comment on the, uh, on the blog. Um, So I want to thank you very much. Once again, that podcast is Cinemadness. Thank you very much.